Welcome to the Degenerates Clubhouse, a place for less than distinguished gentlemen to discuss nonsense and fuck all tomfoolery. With your hosts Aaron and Armando. Honestly, who's going to listen to this? What a couple of stupid fucking cunts. Welcome <laughs> to episode 79 of the Degenerates Clubhouse. Uh, does your mom watch this? No. Oh, I was going to say, my mom does. <laughs> no, I think she occasionally listens to it. Oh, okay. Um, but but not too often. And uh, yeah, speak, speaking of our parents, um, <laughs> we well, missed last week's episode because we were in, I think that was Fair Play, Colorado. Fair Play, and Colorado. Just the biggest, dumbest log cabin ever. <laughs> it's like three, three bedroom two-story log cabin with like a hot tub and a steam shower and all this other crap but not the greatest wi-fi <laughs> yeah it was it was like ancient caveman times huddled around the fire but instead of the fire it was our our cell phones on data <laughs> they don't, it only really affected one part of the trip and even then it was it was manageable it wasn't like the end of the world but Getting the the the, the pay per view was a challenge. I would have been pissed off <laughs> had we missed UFC two seventy three. It was a great card. It was a very good card, and I also I felt I felt a, a personal connection to one of the fighters. Yeah, and that was that was Aljamain Sterling, who did successfully defend his title. And te- I mean, technically, it was a title defense. But uh, yeah, I saw him in the very first UFC show I ever went to live. Um, that was on the, I think it was, it was, it was the fight weekend of McGregor Aldo. So it was a huge, huge fight weekend. Like one of the probably still biggest fights in the history of the UFC. Um, all these Irish fans like flew into Vegas for the fight. They were everywhere. It was just a circus sort of atmosphere and they had fights on Saturday. That was when the main event went on. Then they had a Friday night main event headlined by Frankie Edgar and Chad Mendez and then there was a Thursday card in this tiny little it looked like they took a nightclub in Las Vegas and they're like we're just going to turn this into a fight venue. So, you know, there there was like a like a balcony area with a bar, but you were so close where like I think I could have thrown in the towel nice. if Mario Yamasaki was refing. Yeah. And yeah, on the on the prelims of that card was a, a very young and Seemingly scared, Aljamain Sterling. He did not did not look comfortable in Octagon at all. He was just completely freaked out. And uh, yeah, I've watched this guy develop all the way to, to to fighting for the the title. You know, that was part of it. I've had some nice interactions with him on social media. But the other part where I was very, I felt very emotionally invested in this fight was uh, one he he won his title. He won the championship by uh, taking an illegal knee to the head. So he won via DQ, which wasn't his fault at the, all. The other guy did a legal move, and the other guy got disqualified, and Aljo won by by that means. And, and then how, how would you describe – you're probably not as aware of it as I am, but just from your perspective, how would you describe the level of shit talk that Aljamain Sterling had to endure for the last whatever it's been, eight months from j- just pretty much all angles? Y- Jan, Jan went into the first fight like – a pretty good favorite and and pretty much dominated um Aljo Bell to Bell until he got himself disqualified. So Well that's yeah, also so, not true. That is a false narrative. Okay. If, I don't know if you remember Aljamain Sterling won the first two rounds. Okay. Like th- this this was 
he he was a little bit compromised. That's gonna come up later. He had some physical problems. So his his plan, which was a fucking dumb one, I was, was like, answering your question. Hold on, hold on. He's like he's like <laughs> I'm gonna just empty the gas tank and just like you know try to finish the fight early, which did not work. But there is this narrative, and this is goes along. Oh, Aljamain just got dominated the whole fight. No, he won the first two rounds. Everyone forgets that. And and then yes, it went badly after that. He wasn't gonna win that fight. Continue. So yeah, uh, what I was saying, answering your question, I'm uh, defensive of yes, Aljo. You are very, uh, yeah, you are. Um, that being said, because because it was like it was looking like Peter Young was dominating the fight and was going to go on to win, uh, and he ended he, up he, losing. He, was. he ended up losing by DQ. A lot of the haters were saying Aljo didn't deserve the win. He won by fluke. Blah 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 blah. So that was that was. Kind of the, the the sentiment by a lot of like casual, I guess casual MMA guys like that just can't be um, objective about stuff. But they felt like he didn't win. He didn't rightfully win. So yeah, he had to endure. However, however gap between that fight and now, he had to endure like people saying you are illegitimate, illegitimate champ. Blah 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 blah. And and it wasn't. I'm sure it wasn't good for Aljo these last few months. And he just has to uh, fend off all the shit talk and. Um, Counter it with additional shit talk, I guess, and then the fight happened. Well, and uh, and here, so here, here's the other thing, which is which is uh, on top of on top of having to deal with just a torrent, like a hurricane of shit talk, and and you know some liberal racism and stuff mixed into this. Part of the reason he Aljamain Sterling was so fucked up that first night or the first fight rather was he he had herniated discs in his neck, which just can completely screw you up. And not only did he have herniated discs in his neck, it's these same two discs at the level that I, I have problems with. Uh, and his symptoms were a little bit more classical. So they were just like, okay, like we're going to do surgery. Like after he got illegal need, he was like, I, I, can't, I can't keep working, you know, going like this. Like, and he, he said he, you know, he went and he got surgery and he got these disc replacements. But for me, I'm like, I'm like oh fuck, like, is he going to be able to come back from this? Is it, you know, and, and the fact that, you know, he, he kept saying he was doing well and he was so much better. And it was like new, not even fighting, just like quality of life was so much better for him. Uh, he could bonus fiance pain free. I mean, like that's, you know, did what? he say that on social media? Did you catch that? He said that in an he, interview. I was like, did he DM that to you? He said that in an interview. Did he? Yeah. Nice. And I was like, yeah. All right. All right, Aljo. <laughs> there is light at the end of the tunnel for Aljo. At least he could bone now. Yeah. Maybe I'll get to bone Aljo's fiance one day. Pain free. What? Holy shit. Um, is she hot? Dime piece, but really? Yeah, oh yeah. Oh. Why did you say that so surprised? I don't know. You know, very, very attractive, Alger. I'm not trying to bone your fiance. We're, we're still friends. It's cool. But um, <laughs> there's a joke in there, but I, I didn't want to. <laughs> I was gonna say, was she? Is she a a, a big a uh, big white girl? No, <laughs> no, she's not. I don't know what she. She, she might be mixed or or. Yeah, very, very. So she's hot, awesome. Yeah, so yeah, you want to you want you want to bone his wife, girlfriend, fiance, whatever. No, once once she's his wife, and you know, off the table. Got it. Fair game until then, Elcho. Yeah, yeah. You know, fighters always say, "Oh, I'm so much better. Oh, this is the greatest camp of my life." You know, I, I'm feeling amazing shape. So you never really know how they're actually doing until the fight. And yeah, proof was in the puddings. Getting getting to see Aljo go out and. You know, win, win a five-round fight when I think 
every analyst, everyone I heard talking about the fight was like, oh, the only way he can win is if he just manages to pull off a submission. But, you know, wasn't wasn't the prettiest fight. And by his own admission, it wasn't even his best fight. But I was like, you know, I took a, I took a little inspiration, a little bit of, of, uh, of, of hope from that fight. And just to put on a bow on the level of shit talk that he had to deal with, during the fight, the entire fucking crowd was chanting for his opponent. Yeah. His Russian-born, yeah. non-English-speaking opponent. And it's like, wow, like, how, how much do the MMA fans have to hate you where <laughs> right now they would chant for the Russian fighter? Except there's one tri- twist. This fight took place in Florida. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just to double back on the the fight, uh, I too um I I've always liked Aljo from from the from the get go, but I I am not as hard. I, like Aaron's a bigger fan than I am for sure. Like if you had to put like levels of fandom to Aljo, well, I, oh yeah, he's he's been my favorite fighter for yeah, a while. So, but that being said, I he, Aljo is a guy I like I follow. I wanted him to win. I did bet. Um, against him, unfortunately, on a on a parlay, I had like a four or five. Sorry, I had like a four or five fight parlay. That being said, I was like, I was more than happy to have lost the parlay just so Aljo could win and prove the uh, you know the haters wrong and and he won. I, I it was a very very close fight. It wasn't the most exciting fight, but Peter Yan's a fucking beast. And up until then, Peter Yan was running through just about everybody else. So the fact that Aljo was able to win and nullify and and uh, um, you know, good for Aljo. Congratulations. I'm a big fan of Matt Sarah and, 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 uh, Aljo's a Sarah, uh, BJJ, whatever practitioner. I don't know what belt he's at. Congratulations. Moving on to Florida, man, Florida, man, police, Florida babysitter arrested after spinning child in a dryer. Mom of the year candidate. Lake County, Florida. A woman was... The the mom for leaving the kid with that babysitter? What? Yeah. Yeah. You have to know. You have to do your research. Who who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of Florida people? You have to. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, by that logic, I think just all moms should take their kids and leave Florida. Yeah. Um, Lake County, Florida. A woman was arrested after she, after she allegedly put a four-year-old child she was babysitting into a dryer and turned it on. WRBW reports Amber Chapman, 35, put the young boy in the dryer alongside some towels. At least he had well, company. Yeah, he, he had a little bit of padding. He had, com- he had company. <laughs> did, did she did she use fabric softener? What was the what was the rinse cycle? I yeah. need specifics here. The child was later brought to a local hospital on February 1st where he told adults she had put him in the machine and he went round and round. <laughs> he also told his parents he was in a lot of pain afterward. Yeah. <laughs> uh, medical staff noted the boy had bruises on his back, ears, and face. Jesus. Chapman was arrested April 8th and booked in a charge of aggravated child abuse. Very, very short and sweet um, uh, <laughs> article. Uh, pretty fucked up. I think as kids, we've all like, like mischievously have wanted to go and put ourselves in the dryer and like not, see what happens. Not once. No, <laughs> not I've, once. I've, I've always wanted to try it, but I, but but to have your babysitter be like, "Sorry, kid, you have no choice. Hang on, hang on tight." Granted, look, I'm not, I'm not blaming this on the kid. There there is no level of 
inf- of childhood fuckery that could make that okay. But I'm like, what did he do where she's like, all right, that's it. You're going in the dryer. You're going in. It's a timeout. But yeah, that's, that is a bad timeout spot. It's like, can I just go in my room and play video games, please? Moving dryer. I, w- I would like to imagine that it was like one of those laundromat dryers. So there's at least a window that he could look out of. Yeah. I, but oh yeah, because I would say some some dryers don't have that. Like the older ones don't have that. Like the newer ones all do. The ones here in our my apartment building don't have the window. Oh yeah, most most home dryers are not gonna have that. So I'm like I'm like oh is he just in the dark like going help, around with the towels? Help. Help. Um, I wonder how long he was in there too. Like I really I want more specifics with this story. Yeah, Hopefully that comes out. Uh, no, no, the the article that's that was it. That was it. The article was very very short. Well, that's what I'm saying. Hopefully more specifics oh, come uh, out from the story. Yeah. It's funny sometimes to read the comments of the people in the article. Uh I'm going to go ahead and end. we normally don't do this, but I was just laughing. One one user RB writes, "Not going to lie, I take Amber for a spin." She's not She's not attractive, but she's not ugly. She's just kind of plain Jane looking. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know what? Like, if if she was dressed up for a date and uh, not taking a headshot for, you know, for having or mugshot rather for putting a, a kid in dryer, maybe maybe she'd be a little bit more attractive. Uh, user, the user, ghost of ghost of John Smith writes a thirty-five-year-old babysitter. Here's your sign. <laughs> Florida for the win writes another user. Yeah, you know, don't do that. Don't don't put your kids don't put your kids in a dryer. That's not fun for them. They don't like it. Moving on to the world. Wait, wait, wait. hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, oh. There's two two things. One, one, descri- you got to describe her a little bit, a little bit more accuracy. And two, uh, I'll let you describe her then. All right, I'm reading a. I I've tried to pull up to see maybe if a separate article, um, of the same woman. Yeah, about the same incident had more details, and it did not. All it says was that you know he he was. Uh, examined at the Children's Advocacy Center, according to the police. You know, they talk about the injuries again. And then it says, the team was unable to determine if being placed in the dryer caused the boy's injuries. <laughs> like, oh, wow. What? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I think you could you could probably connect the dots on that one. There's not enough, there has not been enough research to, uh, to pinpoint if those injuries were caused by dryer damage. <laughs> yeah. But the the team told the oh oh I think they're worried that he's just making the whole thing up. You think? Well, no. and it says but the team told the police that the injuries to his back, face, and forehead and ears were consistent with what he had told the doctors had happened. Were consistent. Yeah. So so because that to me that sounds like they're like maybe he just made this up and something else happened. Hmm. But yeah, as far as far as the woman, like she she is she. Uh, the st- the story develops. What, you know, like you know, like when there's a group of three girls, like there's always the hot one. Not always. There, Usually, re- no, relatively, there's always the hot one or a hotter, hotter one, like the yeah, like the one that's doable. <laughs> well, it's it's a sliding scale, right? Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're right. They're, they're, it's a bell curve. And and then she, this this girl is like the middle one. That's just kind of there. That's what she looks like. She's like just like you said. She, so she's a uh, is that brown, brown hair like what white, white girl like brown like shoulder length hair. How uh, about this? How about this? Like if 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 based on Whittier College standards of of girls at Whittier College, what would she be on a one to ten scale? Oh, the Whittier scale. <laughs> the Whittier scale. Oh, 
She's she's probably like a a six or seven on the Whittier scale. I was gonna say seven or eight. But okay, all right. Yeah, yeah. so like seven <laughs> on the on the Whittier scale. Yeah, yeah. That's fucked up. Yeah. That's fucked up that we have a Whittier College scale of girls. I don't know. Maybe girls have gotten hotter over the years at Whittier College, but when we went, no, it was it was not the best. Um, Slim pickings. Do, yeah. Does do you ever just wish like, man, maybe I should have just gone to Arizona State? I mean, dude, I got accept, accepted to some San Diego schools, and I was like, nah, Whittier College is closer, and they're giving me more money. But I could have gone with like a bunch of blonde dumb chicks in San Diego. It might have been the way to go. Hindsight is twenty twenty, sir. Uh, moving on to the world. And of... <laughs> none of the girls at Whittier were a 10 out of 10. No, no. Even at Whittier, none of them were 10s out of 10s. Um, moving on to the world of Reddit. Reddit question number one. What is the fetish you strictly have for porn but wouldn't act on in person? Am I going first? Yeah, because I, didn't, I didn't really haven't thought a whole... Go ahead. Yes, please. <laughs> so... There, there comes a, a here's time. A, here's, where, here's where we find some dark shit. Here's, here's my Aaron. little preamble. Okay. I, I think, like, like for me, at a certain point, like, I, I will start to get like desensitized from porn a little bit. Uh-huh. Where I'm like, eh, it's just like people. Fi- okay, like my brain's like not excited by that anymore. Yeah. Uh, and so that that's when I'm like, okay, like we're gonna we're gonna find something a little bit rougher, a little bit little bit more rowdy. Like not like. Um, there, there's some of the like I don't I forget what it's called like Gonzo or whatever where it's just it's just I'm like this is this is just a fucking abuse it's not even borderline abuse like that never is really appealing to me like if a girl is just like crying and screaming I'm like this feels really wrong I don't want to see that hey don't fetish shame you fucking dick but <laughs> but there's like there's like a level like a notch below that when I get desensitized to porn I'm like let me let me see if we can find it you know we're we're uh, it's 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 like you got to find your spot. You got to find it's, your uh... Yeah, it's like it's like part porn like part like WWE grudge match. Okay. And I'm like, "Okay." And then it's it's right after I watch that, and then I'm like, "Oh, what did I just do?" So, so <laughs> and, you're saying you're watching like you're trying you're looking for wrestling porn, is that what you're saying? No, I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm saying I'm looking for pornography with the 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 sort of uh, intensity and animosity of a wrestling oh, match. Oh, okay. Where like it's like you're like dude, are did like he call her a bitch in the car or like fuck her sister? So like, what is going on? Like, th- there's some anger here. I-, I thought you were looking at like someone doing like a DDT on the no, bitch or something. No, 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 like, no. <laughs> like pile um, drive a bitch or something. No, I'm, j- I'm just, I'm just talking about like a- 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 aggressive, like rough sex where like one or both of them probably comes out with some bruises. That that's that's Aaron's fetish to but, me that it's Tuesday. But then, but then <laughs> after like that's what I was saying. After I watch that, I'm just like, oh, why did I do that? Uh, okay. And then that that's usually my cue to like not watch porn for like a week or two. Oh, dude. Wow. You and I are completely different with people with that. Uh, uh, yeah, I was going to say, like I said, that's like my Tuesday. And then Wednesday, it's something different. And Thursday is something different. Anyway. But, but yeah, no, in person, I, I would, I would A, not want to hurt my partner. Uh, you've never, you've never, you've never like put, you never like just gently choke the chick. <laughs> Jet, like or like, how about uh, smack a girl's ass? You ever smack a girl's ass? Yeah, of course. Okay, all Standard. right. Now the, the choking thing doesn't that doesn't really like do it for Try me. Try it. No, thank you. It might. Um, and what if she enjoyed it? What if she? What if she took her hands pull, or your hands and put them around her neck? She said, just squeeze a little bit. Pull a ponytail once. Ah, that's yeah. That, that's also 
But it's still kind of cool, though. I like doing that. But this is, this is what I was trying to say. <laughs> I would not want to, A, hurt my partner, and B, that would just be the like saddest moment in my life if I managed to legitimately injure myself having sex. And I... I have, oh, so you're more worried about injuring yourself, not so much your partner. Did you not listen to what I just said? I, I led. Number one was injuring the partner. That's why it was oh, number okay, one. okay, okay, And then I said number two... <laughs> Hey, 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 Jamie, can you can you play the clip back that I just said? <laughs> Jamie, we don't can, have can, a Jamie. I'm the Jamie bitch. <laughs> you are the Jamie bitch. I am the Jamie bitch. Um, so but pull- no, but yeah, se- second was like, it's a real possibility that I would I would pull injure ham- myself. Pull a hammy or something. For sure. Because, because yeah, I'm, I'm not out of uh, that territory that our friend Aljamain Sterling was with, where it's like, it's, you know, it could be a little precarious, you know, doing any sort of vigorous physical activity. So... Yeah, that is a consideration as well. The fetish that I have um, for porn that I I haven't acted on in person is, you know, just like Aaron's talking about, like you go through phases of different things. Mine, I, I have this. I've had. I, I will not. I just didn't say recently, but I had this this like black chick fetish, like black chick porn. <laughs> but but specifically, you wait. You're saying you wouldn't do that in person. I haven't acted on it in person. Like, I don't pursue... Wait, wait, what's the question? Uh, what is a fetish you strictly have for porn but wouldn't act on in person? Yeah, so that's, so you're saying you wouldn't do it? I haven't. I haven't, I haven't like, like, like uh, gone after black chicks. But would you? Yeah. Yeah, but I just haven't. Okay. I got confused because I was, I was remembering the question, like... Like, is this the episode where you find out Armando is racist against how, black chicks? No, no, no. How, how about how about this? Wouldn't I would if the opportunity like present? Dude, there was a there was a black chick in uh, at Whittier College that was kind of flirty, flirty, kind of into me, but I never for whatever dumb reason I never pursued. It. I probably could, should have. I probably could have, but it was just I didn't do it. No big deal. You know what happens? Girls flirt with the uh, good old Mondo here and there, and I'm just like, eh, I'm not in the mood. That requires effort. <laughs> wow but yeah dude i was watching this porn the other day with this beautiful beautiful uh black chick with amazing rack and she was getting railed it was pretty cool i forget her i forget her name i should have saved it but i don't remember her name <laughs> what what if it what if hypothetically Aljo's fiance was like he's not paying attention to me now that he's the undisputed champ is she I black just, i don't yeah i told you here here's a photo Let's see. She doesn't look black, but yeah, she's hot as shit. Dang, that chick is hot. Good job, Aljo. Congratulations, dude. Well, that's why when you ask, like I said, I think she's mixed. Oh well, mixed is fine too. I'm just saying, I haven't, I haven't. Uh, yeah, she's 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 a dime, dime and a half, like you said. So, so would you? Yeah, I would. All right, and then I would beat the fuck out of you on behalf of Aljo. On his honor. This, he just, everyone was just setting that up as a no, trap. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Uh, some of the users, some of the answers from users on Reddit, user sorry pr- presentation three writes, outside sex. It looks hot, but in reality, outside's full of bugs and shit. I've done that. No, I'd still do it. Beach sex, I would not do. Fuck that. I've done beach sex, but we were in a tent on a beach. Does that count? It wasn't like in the sand where sand's in my butthole. Yeah, it's still a little precarious because sand always gets in. Sand will find a way, but yeah. but no, that's a lot better than on the actual beach. Yeah, and I'd be worried like if if it was like like beach sex. If uh, there's like obviously a beach, it's a public beach, so people are probably walking by. 
Unless, like, you have a private beach somewhere. <laughs> Outdoor sex, man. Fucking live a little. Stop being scared of bugs. You know what? If that little caterpillar wants to join in, that's fine. There's another answer that's similar, and it's not the same answer. User Pepper Omelette writes, Probably fucking in public places. I tried to fuck my boyfriend on a hiking trail once, but I kept thinking there was someone coming, but there actually wasn't, and neither was I. Well, well get <laughs> off the trail, you dumb fucker. Yeah, don't try to fuck on the actual trail. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that is like the worst. User okay till eleven seventy seven. You know, you're also. I wouldn't fuck in the middle of a busy intersection. Yeah, it with sounds cars. Like, yeah, like like no shit. Of course, just just get get off the path. This uh, this other user writes: gangbangs are fun to fantasize about, but I would never participate as it terrifies me. I would not want to be a part of a gangbang. As, as the banger, or the bangy, the banger, banger. Because like, yeah, this sounds like it was written by by someone who would be a bangy, a chick. Mm-hmm. I don't know, dude. Some guys are okay with like tag teaming a chick, and that's not my that's not my dude. Even threesomes, I think I think overrated with any configuration. Sa- says the one guy that's had a threesome. Yeah, <laughs> it was just too much going on. I don't know. I, I I think I would try it, but it wouldn't be it wouldn't be with. It would be with two chicks, and it wouldn't be with girls that I actually had feelings for. Like I could, <laughs> it had to be chicks. I was like, "This is just fucking. This is just going to be." I mean, boning. If if your goal was to simultaneously ruin a relationship and a friendship, then yeah, do it with two girls. I you don't know, because some people, some people are like that, like into like the open relationships and um, like. Dude, I see that shit on 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 the dating apps. I see like uh, girls that are like, "Oh, I'm in an open relationship, not looking for." Interesting. Which dating app is this? Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of fucking people that are into like having like like I I have a significant other, but we're open to boning other people in three ways and five ways and all this shit. Anyway, um, last one I'll read. Uh, user John Hendo one twenty seven writes swapping, not necessarily group swinging, but like couple swapping in the same room. Yeah, that's kind of I don't know. It's kind of weird. I couldn't do that. Again, not with somebody I gave a shit about. Be like, hey, I got this steady chick I'm banging. We're just kind of banging. And then all of a sudden, we're like, hey, there's another couple. And they want to do a little swaparoo. That might be kind of, maybe. Uh, Reddit question number two, as soon as my computer unfreezes. What is the one thing America is best at? Wrong. Heart surgery? Heart. Harry <laughs> has to go technical. Heart surgery. Well, So, overall... For a for a first world country, our healthcare system is a fucking disaster. Mm-hmm. It is a dumpster fire. Like our infant mortality rates are really bad. Like our our uh, patient outcomes are really bad. I mean, there is there is this this idea that a lot of people have. That it's like, well, we've got the best doctors in the world, and they think that just because that's what they've heard. But but I'm sorry to break it to you, uh, we don't. Yeah, on, on the whole, I feel like there's other countries that their special specialists are superior to, to American well it, so, some specialties and but it's mostly they're like general practitioners are way better because the problem we have in our country is our doctors come out with so much debt that they have to go into specialties to make a lot of money so like the best and the brightest are going into these very um, particular specialties like brain surgery heart surgery because that's where you can make the most money but it's like the dummies at the end of the class are becoming like pediatricians and, and general care practitioners and whatnot. But on that that token, uh, if 
if you need a, a quadruple bypass, you know, like, you know, say you just, you just, uh, keep drinking hard at those breweries and, and things don't go well and you need to get a triple bypass. There is nowhere in the world you would rather be than Cleveland, Ohio. They have good, uh, the Cleveland Clinic is like best in the world, hands down. You know, when, when, um, you know, like the, the sultan of whatever country in the Middle East who's like filthy rich needs a heart surgery, they will actually come to Cleveland. Wow. They, they have like a huge fancy hotel set up. I, I was going to say next to the hospital, but like the hospital is, it spans like all over downtown Cleveland and they have all these satellite campuses outside of Cleveland. It's like, it's massive. I still remember, uh, you remember Robin Williams, uh, bef- before he, he took his own life, mm-hmm. he, he had a, a really complicated heart surgery mm. and he just said, he's like, he's like, I, I woke up and they said, you're in Cleveland. And I said, why? <laughs> <laughs> and, but it was like, yeah, they brought him to Cleveland because that's the, the, the Cleveland clinic is, and, and they, they have many, many pieces of signage and banners and posters saying that they're the number one, like heart clinic in the world. And it's like, so I, that was the first thing that popped in my head because I, I had many trips to downtown Cleveland and there were always these Cleveland clinics banners saying we're like number one for heart surgery. So they have a good marketing team. Good job. No, but they're also, they're also the best. They're, that, that hospital was amazing. It's or like, their marketing team fooled you into thinking they're the number one in the world. Mondo, don't look, Cleveland doesn't have that much going from it. <laughs> don't try to take that from them too. Okay. Good okay. job, Cleveland. You're number one in uh, whatever surgery, heart surgery. Look, they still haven't emotionally recovered from LeBron James leaving for the second time. Ooh. So, so just yeah, I mean that's don't just let them have that, Mondo. Burn. Um, I don't really have a good answer for the one thing America's best at. I guess we're good at coming up with like, like fucked up concoctions of food that taste good and like going down Fuck, your gullet. Sorry. Thanks for interrupting me a second time. They had, we're good at like coming up with like fucked up shit to eat. It's not good for you. Like we, we're good at, we're good at gluttony. That's what we're good at. America's best at gluttony. That's a great answer. Like, like that place in Vegas, I forget what it's called. Um, but like the whole idea is all their food is like super fucked up. Like heart attack grill, I think is what it's called. Yeah, Mondo, our answers kind of go together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. We're, we're ca- a capitalist country supply and demand motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> That that place that place you go there in Vegas and you 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 have the option to weigh yourself before going in and then uh, after your meal if you've weighed yourself in you can weigh yourself again and I think if you've gained a certain amount like certain percentage they give you a discount on your food some weird fucked up Jesus like it's fucked up and all their burgers are like. Like, like they have one called like the quadruple bypass burger or some shit like that. Like I've never eaten there. I'm curious to try it, but I know I I know I couldn't handle the food. But it's all like chili covered and and cheese whiz and Ugh. like onion rings and fried shit and and yeah, it's just, and then on top of that, to make it enticing to go in, like all the uh, <laughs> speaking of gluttony, all the waitresses are like fucking like. Dressed as nurses, but they're all fucking hot. They're all like model looking, like like sexy ass bitches showing their ass cheeks and shit. And if you don't finish your meal, like whatever it is you buy, like they spank you. <laughs> so it's like all it's like it's it's gluttony one oh one. Like Jesus. going to that restaurant is like all your all your senses are going in overload. So that's what we're good at, I guess, is just come up like like even think about our fast food restaurants, like like Jack in the Box has a late night menu. Like, what? What does that tell you about 
Like they're like, fuck health, like fuck health, fuck eating healthy shit. It's all about what is the most stoner, fucked up, greasy, fatty food that's going to make you go, "Mm, that looks so good. I'm going to eat it, put it in my mouth. And then you feel like dog shit. Like we feel like absolute dog shit afterwards. I went to, uh, you ever heard of the place called Pink's? Pink's in, uh, in Hollywood? I've heard of it, never been. So... The, the 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 draw is like they have really good hot dogs and they have like different variations of hot dogs. That's like their staple thing. But but in addition to it, it's like there's been many many celebrities and Hollywood types and musicians and artists and what's not. And they they go to the the Pink's. They take a picture. They autograph it. They put it in the wall. So like if you go to Pink's, there's like a wall of just like famous celebs that have gone to Pink's just to go through the experience. That being said, like like for the I guess the regular artists that go to that place they'll actually like name a hot dog or or something after them like there's like the i forget all of them i i couldn't tell you but there was one called like the ozzy osborne something heart attack burger or whatever and it's basically like a burrito tortilla that they then take two hot dog franks split lengthwise put that on there and then they i'm gonna forget ingredients for sure but chili cheese onion rings jalapenos onion pastrami bunch of other shit that i'm forgetting so they just fucking pack this meat burrito thing with just like all of it sounds good individually but in this concoction and i ate it once finishing that meal i like i felt like my pore like there was oil coming out of my pores i felt like but we're good at gluttony we're good at gluttonous foods but but here's here's the crazy part mondo that was the the answer you arrived at, mm-hmm. but I I don't think you've actually experienced the gluttony that this country is capable of. Like you've you've been in relatively relatively healthy states, uh huh. Because like like Cal, I mean Colorado, I, I think might actually be the healthiest state in the whole the whole country. Uh huh. And um, I mean California is not even close to to top ten. So like like here, here's a, wh- wh- what do you think is the most obese state in the country? Uh, I'm gonna. I, I don't know the answer, but I'm gonna guess that whatever they're gonna. There's gonna be a parallel to state fair, like number of state fairs held. <laughs> that, that's possible. Take a take a guess. What do you? I'm thinking something in the Midwest, like um, no, because there's gonna be a lot of farmers. So I don't know. That's Michigan. I'm just throwing that out there. I don't know. That's actually one of the few non-southern states that's in the top ten. Uh, Michigan is eight. With thirty six percent of their population ranking as obese. Okay. Um, so I, I'm just gonna give you a hint. Like almost all of them are in the South, and I guess you've probably never been to the South. Yeah. Where it's like, I would have guessed that because they're all eating barbecue and like sweet it, tea. It's with fr- there's tons of sugar, but yeah. everything's fried. It's all fried, fried this, fried that. So yeah, I was kind of right. That whatever has the most state fairs. Um. I don't know because there's a ton of state fairs in the Midwest, but most of the Midwest states aren't as obese. I mean, they're up there, but but uh, I'm thinking like deep fried Twinkies and so all that shit. Mississippi is number one with forty point eight percent of the population in Mississippi coming in as obese. West Virginia is two thirty nine point seven. Arkansas is three with 37.4, Oklahoma, Kentucky, Tennessee, Alabama, 
And then, then Michi- Michigan, the one but, one proud Rust Belt state sticking in there, Louisiana, South Carolina. But I'm willing to bet, like, yes, they're the most obesity in those states. I'm willing to bet they have some bomb fucking food, but it's not something that you want to eat, like, every day, all the time. You know what I mean? It's like, you have that, go down south and have a, a dinner once a year, and you'll be okay. <laughs> Dude, it's, it's so good, and you kind of get acclimated. Because remember, I lived in, in North Carolina, like... You, you sort of get acclimated to it where you're like, oh, yeah, this is just what food's like. And then you go eat other other places. You're like, oh, my God, what was that? Yeah. Because <laughs> it, ta- it does taste really, really good. Southern food's delicious, but... But not good for you. Here, here's the... You know what? Here's the equally crazy fucked up part. I was correct. Colorado comes in, just in terms of obesity, as the fittest state in the entire country, including Hawaii. Yeah, because people go on hikes, they go ski, they go snowboard, they 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 go on jogs out here. It's not uncommon that you go at any to any park uh, anywhere, and there's people like doing some kind of fitness thing. Yeah, the state still has an obesity rate of twenty three point eight percent here, Colorado. Yeah, Jesus, yeah. it's just saying like the United States in general is just we're all a bunch of fatties. Yeah, I mean, so it's like almost one out of every four people is is obese in Colorado. That might be right. There, there's a lot, lot of uh, places where probably aren't as fit as Denver. I bet Denver might be a, a little bit of an outlier. But like once you get farther away, yeah. Um, some of the answers on Reddit to that question, user Elden Ringworm, good name, buddy, <laughs> writes: start com- starting conversations with complete strangers without the need for alcohol to do it. Is that what we're good at? Uh, that's more of an East Coast thing. Yeah, that's funny. The California guys are like, like, what do you, what the fuck are you talking? You don't talk yeah, to people. Yeah, no, from <laughs> from Southern California, having come from there and you've lived there is like going to a random bar and just striking up a conversation with a random person is not, you don't do that. Like, you don't do that because they give you a, like glares like, why the fuck are you talking to me? And it, it, New Yorkers in particular would just start talking to you out of the blue just because they're bored. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That's kind of cool though. I like that. I like that kind of com- community stuff. Anyway, user... Ovo Ovandas Nucci, some fucking dumb name, producing media content. The U.S. is incredible at producing content and are unmatched in that regard. True, at least in terms of volume. Although fucking South Korea catching yeah. up. Yeah, yeah, they're doing a good job too. Uh, user running through life writes variety in national parks. Okay, uh, sure. <laughs> All right, we do have some amazing national parks. Well, it's because our country's so big. There's so much variety, both in our, our terrain and our population. Yeah. Um, last one I'll read. We're, we're, America is filled with people of all uh, backgrounds and ethnicities and colors, and most of them are fat. <laughs> last one I'll read. User Maddie77 writes, consumption, and I mean that in a good way. My wife and I visit the U.S. often, and the food is plentiful. The insane amount of craft beers and the amazing service are worth the trip alone. Also, everyone is so friendly. We often make friends just by virtue of sitting down at a bar. Wow, they've gone to the right parts of the state, apparently, these foreigners, because, yeah, they they don't go to SoCal. (laughs) They went everywhere else, everywhere else. But, yeah, we are a consuming country. We consume, consume, consume. We're fucking... Yeah, capitalism doesn't work unless you have the consuming end. Right. Um, and that was it for Reddit. We're now going to go to our feature, Binge and Purge. Take it away, Aron. Yep. Today, we're reviewing Moon Knight on Disney+. Plus. Moon Knight is the story of a Guatemalan-born actor named Oscar who 
paid his dues in Hollywood and is suddenly getting all the roles, like every single one of them. Uh, just to keep track, since 2018, Oscar Isaac has been in all three Star Wars movies, uh-huh. X-Men Apocalypse, mm-hmm. Annihilation, Dune, Into the Spider-Verse. I didn't know he was, into the, he was in Into the Spider-Verse. Moon Knight, and most recently, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, starring Nicolas Cage, which is a five out of five on the, well, all right, on the Nick cage meter. Whoa. Is I, that I, supposed to be Nick Cage? I couldn't, I don't know any of Nick Cage's catchphrases. It's just like him, like, yelling loudly. But I didn't want to blow out your your uh, uh, the earphones. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to do a muted Nick Cage, which just doesn't work. It didn't feel authentic. You know what? Uh, unlike fellow overmarketed actor Chris Pratt, Oscar Isaac can play more than one character. So it may be a while before audiences start to get Oscar Isaac fatigue. This is on full display in Moon Knight, where he plays a schizophrenic superhero with a thing for justice, like basically Bruce Wayne if he had. Uh, a fetish for Egyptian gods instead of bats and was like maybe 10% more crazy. Yeah. But he actually, you know what? That's interesting. Do you think think Moon Knight is more crazy or less crazy than Batman? Because it's like, yeah, he's schizophrenic, but I think both of his his personalities might be more well-adjusted than Bruce Wayne. Yeah, but he's also got multiple personalities, so that's kind of kooky. Bruce Wayne at least knows he's the same. Yeah, he only has the one personality, but that one personality is... Pun intended, batshit crazy. He's just a dark, Mom, dark... Do you, when do you get it? Batshit yeah. crazy? No, I get it. He's it, just a dark, dark, haunted guy is typically what Batman is. With a weird thing for recruiting child soldiers and making them wear yeah. <laughs> really skimpy outfits while, yeah. while, while fighting like incredibly overpowered villains. So what's, what's crazy about that? Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, <laughs> Moon Knight is a lot of fun early on as they play with Moon Knight's two distinct personalities... One is a shy British gift shop worker, and the other is an American mercenary with blood figuratively and literally on his hands. Uh, The real rub is when the two personalities aren't aware of each other, and hilarity ensues, as well as frequent murders. It's it's still a, a Disney Plus Marvel film, so like they try to make it like fun and light. But I'm like, holy shit, this dude is killing a lot of people. Yeah, <laughs> he he does not have the Batman one rule at all. While Oscar Isaac dutifully carries the show on his back like a slave transporting rocks during the building of the Greek Pyramid of Giza. Did you, you like that simile? Yep. Get it? Because it's like, yep. It's like backbreaking, tiresome, kind of thankless work, which is probably kind of what I feel like his, uh, his time on Moon Knight was. Because that is pretty much where the end of the, the show's, where, where the show's allure ended for me. <sighs> uh, yeah. Blasphemous. Well, you know what? I didn't think there were any other standout performances. Ethan Hawke was fine as the role of of generic Marvel bad guy with a twisted sense of morality. But overall, something about his performance felt a little flat for me. Uh, The pacing of the show also felt off to me. Like, they couldn't really decide if they wanted it to be a six-episode show or just a really, really long movie. Uh, Granted... There weren't nearly enough super slow-mo shots in Falling Rain for this to be Zack Snyder territory, but the individual episodes often lacked an arc uh, the way I'd expect, which, like I said, made it feel like it was just a long movie. Somehow it felt like rush, but also really slow to me at the same time, in parts. And finally, plot-wise, this feels very Marvel. Bad guy who's really just a twisted version of the good guy tries to do bad thing. Good guy has to stop them and hope the winning personality of the lead actor carries the series because there really isn't much plot beyond that. 
there are still three episodes left uh, airing on Wednesdays, so I guess it's possible they could turn it around. But I think what I'm saying is I, at this point, I'm expecting more from Marvel. Like, if this was the first Marvel series to come out in Disney+, Plus, I, I would probably rate it a little bit higher and be more forgiving. But I'm like, come on, guys. Like, you got you to figure this out at this point. Because I, I don't think this is, like, nearly as good as a show like Peacemaker or even the, the Daredevil Netflix you know, show that came years earlier with much smaller of a budget. So bottom line, I think it's worth a watch just for Oscar Isaac's performance, but I still give it a CGI 6.5 out of 10. Yeah, that's just like my opinion, man. Yeah. You can have your own opinion, it and that's fun. It happens. I rate it a lot higher. I'd say it's a strong, easy, strong 8, 8.5 as far as, um, like for me, Marvel stuff. I think it rates... To me, still better than like one division. Like I, I still think of them like in scales. I still look at re- reference the other ones and like where it stands. Mm-hmm. And to me, this is one of my more because of the violence. I love the <laughs> gratuitous violence. Again, you've mentioned uh, Oscar Isaac's performance. I went like on an Oscar Isaac rabbit hole thing, just like looking up his. Is that one of your your uh, Pornhub searches? Yeah, Oscar as uh, Oscar, Oscar Isaac rabbit hole. Rabbit hole. Uh, you know, you mentioned all those movies he was in. I went and watched, um, what was the movie called? Inside Lewin Davis or something about Lewin Davis where he plays like a musician. And just his range. The dude has amazing range. And, 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 and it's, uh, it's on the forefront here in this, in this series because he has to play, again, the, um, the European dude and the Mark Spector dude. So he has, to, he has to be able to play multiple roles in the same plot line and the same storyline and that to me was like wow this dude has fucking for sure range in his acting by the way i didn't know he was latin he's latin his name is like oscar that's that's what's it guatemalan born i had no idea had no idea i thought he was like i thought he was like uh like an arab arab dude like a middle eastern arab dude i guess but uh amazing performance yeah, no, I, I gave it I gave it a much better rating. Again, it was it was like Aaron said, kind of like a Batman, but like a Marvel version of a Batman with more gore. Uh, the story the the story felt like the pacing was pretty quick. Like it it kept my interest. There was no like real so far. Um, there wasn't there's not not been like a real lull in in the moment. There's always been some kind of action. Yeah, it's a mar it's a Marvel. I mean, yeah, but I mean, like some of them took a while to develop. Like, look at one division took forever to mm-hmm. figure. You're kind of figuring out what the fuck's going on here, and then you're kind of like, oh, okay, do I like it? Do I not like it? Like even Captain America, Winter Soldier, whatever, Fal- Soldier and Falcon, like that was good, but it was like, it was like, did you need to make? You could have just made a movie. It was kind of weird. I don't know. Yeah, you know, I, I think it, it's a little bit hard to say without seeing the last three episodes if you're just comparing it to the other disney plus marvel series like i don't think it is nearly as good as, as loki was loki was was kind of a, it had an original story mm-hmm. you know like a different a different retelling it had some really good special effects that is actually one thing i noticed there were parts where like i just don't think the the vfx team had enough time uh, like in particular there is a chase scene where there were some of the shots were, were like so blatantly, at least to my eye, were so blatantly CGI that it kind of like took took me out of it yeah. for a second. Sorry, it was a little bit of a tangent. Well, what I was trying to say is like I, I do think it is definitely one of the better Marvel series, but after 
after sort of seeing them all play out and and again like i said i was i was a little bit more forgiving in the, the beginning i'm like okay this is the first attempt at doing a series now i'm like dude you guys really should be able to do better than this but I think it was like leagues, leagues better than Hawkeye for sure. So, so like, fucking hated that show. <laughs> so, like watching porn, Aaron has got desensitized to uh, could be to Marvel, uh, could be content. Yeah, and th- you know what? And this 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 show is a lot rougher. Aaron, we already Aaron. said there's some blood and gore and murder, and you know what? It's still not doing it for me. Aaron wants to see the gangbang in Marvel. That's not that's that's when he's going to finally be like, okay, now we're seeing something new. <laughs> uh, I like three Spider Man, one cup. Oh my god! <laughs> Holy moly, dude! How, dude? Oh my god! They would break the internet. <laughs> what if? What if they did it? What if they did a multiverse where all of Spider-Man's chick, like side pieces, chicks were like, like an orgy with? Never mind. Forget it. I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> and we, we know what Mondo will be googling later today. <laughs> Hell yeah! Hell but, yeah! But yeah, yeah. I think I think this was I, I, I like. I'm going to definitely watch the end of this. Like I had to force myself to watch the end of Hawkeye. Uh, I think this is better than it's probably better than Captain America and Winter Soldier. Again, it really, I got to see how it plays out. And, um, and I, I really, I applauded them in long division to, uh, for trying something different and really getting into character development, which you don't really get as much of in this show. Mm-hmm. But to your point, Mondo, as much as I'm, I'm saying the pacing is a little bit off. In this show, in hindsight, the pacing of WandaVision was like, what the fuck were you guys doing? Yeah. <laughs> How did you think this was going to work? Uh, so that was it. That was it for uh, Binge and Purge. Unless, you know, is there anything else you want to add to the episode? We are now 50 minutes in. I, I'll, I'll recommend one other show just for Greg Davidson. Oh. Uh-huh. I hadn't watched anime for for a while, and uh, on a previous episode, I, I think I talked briefly about how a, a medication... I was taking like fucked up my hormones. At least I, I, th- I think I, I think that may have sort of leveled itself out now because I stop, I just stopped taking it. So it, it is possible. Uh, what I'm saying is that this this recommendation is sort of slightly colored by a hormonal imbalance. <laughs> but I hadn't watched any anime for quite a while. Uh, I was sort of I mean I was on a little bit of an anime kick. Like, so what do you think about My Little Pony? I'm trying to remember. So I hadn't seen My Little Pony until I was like three or four. But I remember there was one episode where they had to like fight some kid who then like turned into a dragon. And I was like three years old. And I'm like, this this shit is scary. Like, oh my God, these, my, these little, oh no, you're talking about My Little Ponies? That was Care Bears. Dang ah, it. you confused them. I did. No, so I never, I guess I never watched. I like My Little, uh, I like Care Bears because I felt like they're kind of like borderline superheroes. They had like little powers. Oh, and I got a shirt for you. They could do the Care Bear stare. I just got a, I got, got a cool shirt. But yeah, I didn't, I didn't rock with, with My Little Pony, I don't think. Maybe I did. But, but no, no, I was talking about like Japanese animation. So, so Gre- Grego, if, if you're listening, this, this recommendation is just for you. There is a show called Your Lie in April. Which your your lie like your space L I E like you told a lie okay in, in April, April as in the month okay or a girl we don't know oh in April Ooh. oh it gets, no, no it's not one of those type of anime um it's actually for for an anime that's like not sexualized at all boo there's there's plenty of those for, for you to Google too Mondo I'll send you links um. But but yeah, this this is this is a very I think this is what they call slice of life. There's no real like fighting or powers or any of that. It's it is the story of 
uh, a, a young piano prodigy who, who sort of suffered a tragedy in his life, and that has led, it, led to him avoiding music altogether. And when he does try to play the piano, he can't hear the notes. And it's like, they, they get very metaphorical at the show where like he's playing and he feels like he's like drowning underwater. It's a whole thing. And then, and then, but a, a, a young, but sort of tragic in a way, violinist with a flair for life, like comes in and like reconnects him with his love for music. I'm like, like, wow, like Japanese animation. I didn't know this was in your range. Holy crap. But it, I, it is it is a as a very very emotional show and there's a lot of like really really beautiful classical music all throughout it. I don't I don't know if that is uh, going to be your normal fair, fair Greg, but if you're if you're looking for an anime that you haven't seen, this was just actually like a very very well well done story. So your lie in April. I had uh, as you are aware, Aaron. I'm telling a degenerate land what happened this this week. I had Eric Leiser in town with me. And uh, we planned this months ago for him to come in and, you know, spend the week on the couch um, with, the, with the understanding that, hey, man, I still have to work during the day. So, like, let's try to, like, we're not going to rage every day. You understood that. Did he understand that? Not so much. <laughs> Shocking. Pick, picked him up from the airport Monday and went to a brewery, which was fine. That was kind of my, on me. But we ended up being up to, like, one in the morning, like, after getting back here, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tuesday, same. We were up till one. He wanted to go to some open mic stuff, which was fine. Up till one o'clock in the morning. Still had to work the he, next. He gets manic late at night. And then uh, Wednesday, went to the hockey game. Or before we went to hockey, went to an amazing me- a meal in downtown Denver called Cholon, Lochon, Cholon, Cholon. Amazing food. That that sounds like a French restaurant run by Mexicans. It was Vietnamese fusion inspired, like or uh, Asian inspired fusion. Amazing food, amazing food. It's all on my Instagrams and I think my Facebook somewhere. Amazing uh, food. Then went to the hockey game. We got our ass beat by the Avalanche nine to three. It was not. I thought Colorado was the wait. They no. are the number one team in the NHL. Wait, wait, when you said we, what team were you talking about? The Kings. Oh, okay. The Kings. That's I'm a confused. Kings fan. I'm a that, Kings. Fan. Really, we got our ass beat by the Avalanche. I'm like, I, I think we are the Avalanche. I don't no, really no, follow no. hockey, but I, uh, I, I'm a Kings fan. Lizer's a Kings fan ish, and it, he's he's never gone to a live hockey game. Mm. So we we the, but the the seats were amazing. The experience amazing. Uh, the people were cool. They weren't like talking shit too bad to us, even though we got our ass beat nine to three. Fun game, but you know we got our ass beat again. And then we were late, late, late pretty uh, up pretty late that day. I think we went to bed like eleven or maybe midnight. Thursday, did some more open mics, and I forget what. How, we how did. did those go? Um, I think Eric has. Eric has pretty good material. He just needs to continue working on him and tweaking him and do what you're supposed to do with comedy. A lot of the other open micers that we saw, we saw a few of them that were, were like, like we would see one guy at show A and then we'd see him again at show B. What I don't, it's like if you're going to work on material, don't do the same material exactly the same. Like like tweak something, like make a change, add a line, take a line out, time it differently. It felt like the guys were doing the same cookie cutter thing that they did the, like for those guys that did the repeat. Like it was like, I heard the same shit yesterday. Like, do well, I, I think for some of them it might just be getting like stage time and just it, getting yeah, comfortable. Yeah, it, it is. It is. But if you're gonna do that, unless you're unless you feel very very strongly about that joke being exactly right, 
Mm-hmm. If if you think that joke is a finished product and you're and now you're just kind of going through the motions of doing it a couple extra times, then perfect. But some of these guys were like doing cookie cutter. It was like it didn't really land the first time, dude. Like like yeah, you know what I mean. It's um, open mic, right? Yeah. No, no, no. I'm just again. I'm I'm I could never do stand up comedy. I hate I hate <laughs> sounding like I'm this professional critique guy but I, I just i'm a student of comedy at best i'm not i i, I would be do, do i would do dog shit on stage i know that but anyway um so I, I i like that he did different material all three three nights that we went and some of it worked really well he was getting a lot of like fist bumps and stuff from other um, open micers afterwards and nice so he's got to be proud about that yeah i could see him being really good at stand-up if he just if he does put the work in on the material he i think i think his thing is he spreads himself too thin with just all his aspirations to be like this multimedia guru guy he does his hip-hop rap stuff he does this like uh, like like video production stuff that he tries to do Mm -hmm. and he also tries to be a writer and he tries to be a comedian like he tries way too many things and and his focus is not on any one thing like and like and being a master at one he's i don't know but it was fun he was yeah and then the what was uh friday i went to we went to meow wolf Fun. I would do it again. I want to do it again. What is that? Meow Wolf is like a, um, like right across the street from Mile High Stadium. It's mm-hmm. like an interactive kind of semi-interactive like art exhibit experience thing where there's like there's like music going on and different like it really is just an immersive art experience. And and what we didn't know is like there's like this like. You pay three bucks, like, or they don't tell you you have to do this. You can just go to the museum thing and see all this shit. But there's this little place where you can go and buy, like, this little card reader thing that's hooked up to, like, a microchip thingy. And as you're going around through all these little exhibit things, there'll be stations where you can, like, swipe the card and it and it tells you a story. And, and you mm-hmm. follow the story as you go from place to place to place and... We didn't do that part of the experience because we didn't know that that thing even existed. We we like saw somebody swiping this card thing. And like, what the fuck are you doing? They're like, yeah, there's this card thing that you can do in addition to just going through the exhibit thing. Uh, but it was really cool, really fun. I definitely want to do it again. I will do it again. With I got to go buy that card. Bought a bunch of souvenirs. Anyways, we had a good time. The whole week was a blast. It was a blur. But that being said, my my plan of going to bed at a reasonable time during the week and then going to work the next morning didn't work out. I just felt, I just feel wiped out, like zero. And then going back to you again, even like a couple weeks back, like I had to work on a Saturday and then, so I only had one real day off and then a full week of work, full work week. And then you and your parents and I, we went to the cabin thing. So that was like, oh, there's all this stuff. And then picking up Liza on Monday and a whirlwind of the week and it's just like, I am fucking tapped out. I need to hibernate. Like I need to catch up on sleep. But it was fun. I'm glad I. I'm glad we did everything we did. I'm glad he came out. Had a good time. Um. Uh, anyway, I babbled on about my week and everything. I hope you guys had a good last couple of weeks. Sorry, we we didn't have an episode, but hopefully we'll we'll start being on the reg again. Appreciate you watching and listening. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Aaron, is there anything else you wanted to wrap up with at the end? Nope. Thanks for listening, guys. We hope you appreciate the episode. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. 
Hey everyone, Mondo here. I just want to take the time to say on behalf of myself and Aaron that we appreciate everyone who's taken the time to listen to our podcast. We know there's hundreds of thousands of podcasts to choose from, but you took some time out of your day to listen to us ramble on. Please share our podcast, like and subscribe, follow us on all our social media platforms and all that jazz. Whether you love us, hate us, agree with our opinions or disagree, we still love you. 